0: We're just going to dive right in here. Let's do it. Uh, Folks, welcome to another, yet another episode of Yelling About Pate. I'm Carl Hess, joined, as always, by my good friend, Chef Joel David Miller. Hello. There he is.
1: I'm here as well.
0: Um, We are joined today uh, with a very cool guest.
1: Yeah. I mean, Chef Bald Man, uh, Apple Watchware. Mm-hmm. We're matching today. Yeah, we're, we're matching. Uh, Executive Chef Youssef Galani. That's it. From Fig Restaurant. Fig Restaurant the, in Santa Monica, in California. Santa, yeah, in Santa Monica, California. At the what? What is it? The Fairmont? Fairmont Hotel, yeah.
0: Fairmont Hotel. Ritzy as fuck. We got two good-looking chefs fancy. in here with beards and yeah. Apple watches. <laughs> no, I know, right? <laughs> is it a thing? Is it so you can like check your text while you're Actually, on the line? Yeah,
1: I mean, I got it for, I got it for Function was like, you know, you have gloves on and people are like call, calling you or texting you or emailing you, which I'm sure yeah, happens I, to you all the time. And you can just be like, oh, it's important. Or, oh, fuck you. you right. Know? Okay. It's
2: a total lifesaver. You are <laughs> very much a douche talking <laughs> into your uh, watch all the time. But it's, uh, uh, cancel my
0: 430. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. They're like, chef's talking but to his it's watch it's so again.
2: cool. It really is so cool to have access to not like your greasy ass fingers all over your regular phone. That's true. I know.
1: My phone nasty. is full of shit. Just like it's disgusting. Yeah. I, I
0: gotta say though, you're probably the first chef that we've had on that doesn't have any forearm tattoos. I have zero I tattoos. I kind of Like that, uh, Chris. I have oh. zero. Uh, Chris had tattoos. Chris, Chris doesn't no have no tattoos. tattoos? I, I believe Chris is oh, is. Uh, we didn't even talk. As about
1: smooth that. as his skin is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. no
2: tattoos, no piercings. Nothing. I like I that. Stay clean, Be, man. Being a clean boy myself. <laughs>
0: yeah. I look at Joel and I get jealous sometimes because it's just. He's got all kinds of cool shit, but then, it's like, not because
1: of the tattoos why you should look at me and get jealous. It's <laughs> literally everything else. I the have whole, whole a whole package right here. Mm-hmm.
2: I had like a like a year's period where I really wanted to get tattoos, and I had a buddy who was a tattoo artist, and we designed this whole like skin rip tattoo with like oysters and an oyster shuck knife <laughs> coming out of it. <laughs> That sounds then, awesome. Then I'm actually really glad you didn't get that. No, we too. got right past it. Exactly. No, that sounds cool as hell. I, then you,
1: you f- open to LaCroix and you're like, fuck this shit. And I don't I need I it. I think I would like to be fancy as fuck, I <laughs> said. Isn't that fancy? Is LaCroix? Can we talk, drinking, of, can we talk uh, about La- LaCroix, please? La-c- I don't first think of all, it's we, LaCroix. Is it LaCroix? It I thought La-Croix. it was LaCroix. It's from Minnesota. Is it LaCroix? No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's from Minnesota.
0: It's what Minnesota's housewife drink. We're officially blowing minds. That's why it became cool. Uh, I should point out that that is the only good flavor of LaCroix. Pamplemousse. Pample Everything best else is I bad. Read. What is that? That's grapefruit. Yeah, it's, it's grapefruit. grapefruit. The yeah. thing about LaCroix is it's become super popular like um, in like writers rooms because it's just something to sip on that has no calories and like a pretty good flavor but it's actually not good. Like, Lacroix is not good. Not the flavors are not very good.
2: There Did are it? very few. I think the so lime is, is flavor like, is
0: good. Is it like fancy Fago? No, it's not point. fancy. It's, it's just flavored water.
2: It's like cheap flavored it, water. I think
0: the the kitschiness of its label. It was like you know in the nineties in Minnesota. This is what like how so it's like drank.
1: so it's like uh, what is that stuff like Brooklyn's finest or like New York's best seltzer yes, water? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like that. Just, it is. It's like Polish Spring in, That's in the so northeast. Weird the, that packaging is way cooler than that
0: packaging. See, I like the I like Lacroix. I think on the strength of its packaging alone, it became super because popular. Because I feel
1: like that's like the hipster like color palette. It is like now, nowadays. It's, like, it's, like the Moose uh, can is a work of art. The <laughs> moose can literally should be hung up at like Mocha or the Bro. It,
2: it,
0: it will be. They
1: did. They did a good job with marketing this. It kind of yeah. came out of nowhere. It did. People just There's like a, a Randy on. Warhol that's going to do a series of Lacroix. Right. Exactly. <laughs>
0: You know, I I think it also coincided with the time when everyone's trying to drink less soda. No one wants to sip on soda. No one wants sugar. No one wants carbs or calories. So it's like it's something refreshing to sip on that has like a little bit of flavor, but it's not like it's not like too flavored. It's like pretty mild. I'd rather Def. just have the sparkling water, just plain. I, I see. I'm with you. I'm all, I'm, about, I'm all about that. Mountain Valley. I, I feel like
1: that has flavor in and of itself. The effervescence, minerals alone. Minerals. I, I taste well, so many yeah, minerals.
2: You, if you have sparkling mineral water, that's like that's like the, the, the imported European stuff. Like that's what everybody. Drinks. Joel's a Perrier. It's amazing. Boy. I, I mean, okay. I am two. I, I am, am too. I am
1: a Perrier man. <laughs> Perrier <laughs> lime. I'm a that's man. I'm th- I'm I am 33 years that's of true. age. You are a man. I am a man, Carl Hess. You're a bu- bubbly man. I'm a I'm an effervescent man. No, I, <laughs> Perrier is mostly because uh, like that's usually what like 7-Eleven stocks. Right. <laughs> like that's about it or like what I can order to the restaurant. Like I'm not going to be getting like Saratoga or Pellegrino. I'm all
0: about the Mountain Valley, and if any representative of the Mountain Valley is listening to this program, please reach out to us, and we will reach a lucrative sponsorship deal, or I will plug. Mountain that is Valley one of those few things minutes. that
1: I would be totally okay with. A water deal, a water deal, is, is a hot having, a, deal? Is having a, a sparkling water deal. I could be the poster boy. We could be the poster men.
0: We could poster men.
1: for Perrier.
0: Yeah, exactly. You you would appeal to the tattooed bad boy market, and I would appeal to the clean boy market. We have the market's corner. I feel like
1: you're like a clean bad boy, though. Like, look at that five o'clock shadow. (laughs) Look at that. (laughs) Look at those strategically Uh placed rips Uh in that t-shirt that you absolutely bought that way.
0: No, no, this is not bought this way. I I earned these holes. (laughs) I earned these holes through neglect, through the moths. Uh, But going back to the tattoo, I feel like. That was probably a big decision, not to get it. Oh, yeah. Because I, I, you were uh, a young chef. You probably had a lot of friends who yeah, were... How when you considered
2: the tattoo? Uh, I was 30. Well, did you go to culinary school? I did. Yeah, I, I went to culinary school late, though. I, I went when I was uh, 26. Okay. Um, so
0: you were surrounded by younger men yeah, yeah. who were probably all... Getting yep. tats or had tats. Yeah,
2: but we couldn't, we couldn't show any of our tattoos in culinary school. Everything, we had to Which wear our one? sleeves, CIA. Oh, okay. Yeah. Our sleeves had to be down the entire mm-hmm. time. And then, I, you know, subsequently, I worked at a bunch of places where tattoos were super frowned upon and you couldn't even grow yeah. a beard. <clears throat> so oh, you had yeah. to like, no, I worked at a where They were like, and sorry, and clean I, boys only? I actually remember
1: yeah, one, of, one of the restaurants I worked at when after my stash, he, the CDC, uh, his name is Brian. He grabbed me and he goes, what you have on your face, that doesn't work here. We're like the fucking Yankees. And yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, yeah. shit. Wait, where was this? <laughs> yeah. uh, it was a restaurant called Hatfield's. It mm. does not exist anymore.
0: Did you, yeah. So you had to show your beard? Um, you were like, yeah. my image.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh,
2: yeah, yeah. I did. <laughs> I, I worked at, at Pebble Beach. You couldn't show. I worked uh, at the resort at Pebble Beach and I opened a restaurant for Food them wine classic. Below. Yeah, yeah, but the actual resort. Oh, okay. And they, uh, No tattoos. No, you couldn't show any tattoos. You couldn't have a beard. Couldn't have. I mean, you could have a mustache, but who wants to have that? I wasn't like a hipster enough to do that. <laughs> and then uh, you, uh, yeah, you had to shave every day. It was, it was like a whole thing. You couldn't even have a personality. You can't have man. Those, You can't have
0: any of like, those. Rich white golfers yeah. seeing some kind of surly, oh, no. swarthy, bearded man. He's like,
1: "Where's my Waldorf? Oh my God, <laughs> oh my Muriel! God. Look at that tattoo! Is that fact- an <laughs>
2: immigrant? <laughs> exactly. It was especially,
1: <laughs> boy, show me your papers.
2: Right. I know
0: you have That's them somewhere." That's the unofficial policy. It's yeah. just like, don't look immigranty. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Well, especially a brown person with a tattoo, like you, just kind of because yeah, like, automatically, crushed I'm not going to lie. With, even
1: without the tattoos, you look kind of immigranty. I'm <laughs> not going to lie. <laughs> I've been working on my tan.
0: <laughs> well, there's. I mean, you grew up in Lebanon, right? I did. Yeah. Okay. So you spent your childhood in Lebanon and then came to the states. And uh, yeah, I came to the states. I grew up in
2: in the whitest part of all the entire states, which is the Northeast in Massachusetts. Okay. In Western
0: Massachusetts. That must. Be, that's a jarring fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. transition. <laughs> I always wondered. Eastern like, Mediterranean to fucking the whitest place ever.
2: Yeah. Like I. I went I talked to my my you know my uh, my uncle my aunt who I grew up with. Like how how did you get to land specifically in South Hadley, Massachusetts? <laughs> Which, all, all things considered, is actually relatively relatively diverse, simply because of the five colleges that are there. So that's the okay. five colleges. Yeah. Yeah. Young so you people, UMass, you Amherst. got some international students. Yeah. There's two women's only colleges. Okay. It's a very you know culturally rich area. That's good. However, like how'd you end up there? And you know, leaving there was probably one of the best things I ever did, just because <laughs> I came back to California. Yeah. And I visited California. In 2005, on vacation, I was like, "That's it. I'm this done is with. It. I'm going to California." And then that was it.
1: It's warmer here, oh. but it yeah, reminds me a lot of there's the Middle people East. that are darker. Oh, wait, up,
0: to that point, to oh, wait, up to that point, had you only been to Massachusetts? I'd only been to Massachusetts. Oh my Massachusetts and Michigan. That's it. Oh Jesus. Oh, oh, oh for oh, the so love of God!
1: That's awful. It's like your parents hated you or something.
2: Well, I got I got a late start, um, and I had you know I had a lot of work to do once I left Massachusetts. So it was actually great to get out and come out here, and then. I came here right to Napa, which is like another small town. Napa's and pretty beautiful, though. Beautiful, absolutely. Uh, but small town. Um, and then you kind of learn small town, California is very different from small town, Massachusetts. And, and what people's. It, the whole thing is people's idea of what California is is completely dashed when you go live in Napa because like, that's not really California. <laughs> no, right. that, it's is like not, own that is like some wealthy yeah. bubble. like...
1: that is just this like kingdom on the top of the mountain. <laughs> exactly, and everyone just like eating caviar, looking at the peasants. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> look at them eating their ethnic foods. Exactly, <laughs> and it was it's crazy it's that past, Napa caps
2: half. Napa had, had no ethnic food and not really like any any like any kind of ethnic anything. You celebrate. went from like
0: the whitest place on the East Coast to the whitest, whitest place, place on, on the West Coast. One hundred percent.
2: Yeah, it was it was nuts. But but then you know you work you work in restaurants and obviously uh, I learned how to make you know Mexican food from Mexican guys who made family meal. Like yeah. that was my introduction to Mexican it, food in that's restaurants. What, that's when you started yeah. learning and about real like, food. Oh yeah. shit. I, I was blown, I blown would like, away. I was blown away. We would make like amazing stuff for family meal. And that's really when you learn oh, the soul yeah. of like, you know, of the family meal and, and like the importance of making a really good family meal um, in those restaurants. And then, you know, that's I, I really feel like sous chefs get get promoted from line cooks when they learn how to make a solid hey, family yeah. meal yeah. after they can get all their shit, shit done.
1: done. Exactly. You're and just you, like, oh, if you man. are
2: good enough to like get your station set up, get help your teammates get their station set up and then still bang out a badass family meal Damn. before service. That says something.
1: This is actually something we've never discussed on this show, the family meal. I know. I, I don't believe we've actually For ever For people who don't, don't know, I feel meal. like
0: if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably aware. Family meal is what the staff eats usually before service, usually made by, you know, not the chef, but yeah, like a, a sous chef or... Cooks. I mean, cooks. Yeah, cooks. Yeah.
2: I worked at a Michelin star restaurant where we had to... I mean, the, the, the work was... Unbelievable! Like there's so much work, and I, I was working there while I was going to school. So like, incredibly demanding. I was I was two hours behind. Everybody everybody would show up two hours early. I would actually show up when I was scheduled, and I was two hours behind everybody because everybody was just it's like, like trying this to fucking guy showing up on time. <laughs> Slacker. Like, exactly. Uh, but it, literally, the sous chef would go around to everybody's station, and he would say at four thirty, you need to put something up. And you're in the fucking Whoa. weeds. <laughs> like you are
0: just But, for, but for what
2: portion size? I mean, if there's 15 people. You know how many people work 20, on the Yeah, line. It's like 20 yeah. people. Okay. I mean, it, so it at 4.30, well, you need a dish some, for 20 people. 20 people. It, and God help you if your station is not represented
1: yeah. on that, that line. So, it's so yeah. weird because each restaurant has their own way of doing family meal. Like sometimes it's like on rotation, on the schedule. Yeah. It'll be like... Jimmy's making family okay. meal today, and he does or, the whole thing. Or sometimes it's just the sous chefs that take care of family yeah. meal, and the sous chefs do absolutely everything. That's part of their job. Yeah. And like, to feed and sometimes else. it's and and it just it really depends. Some restaurants don't do family meal. Uh, my restaurant doesn't do family meal. Yeah. We don't. I mean. We just don't. You guys I mean, send everybody out, or, or I mean, what do you so, do you do? I mean, everyone takes a break and they can do whatever they yeah, like yeah. for the most part, what they want. There's plenty you're of food. You're in a good in. spot though. Like your restaurant is a we're, spot we're, where we're, there's we're, tons of stuff around you. Yeah, there's tons of stuff around us, and like also, if like you know, you wanted to make like a grilled cheese sandwich, I'm not gonna be like, no, you know, like, <laughs> right. I, and it's just like I'd rather you have what you want than everyone like rush like, to, to figure out what they want to have. Joel
0: slapped it out of my hands. <laughs> every 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 now and again,
1: there will be like a very like like a cook that just like. Feels the need to do it, and like very rarely, it's usually only for the back of the house. You don't like yeah, the yeah. front of the house. Yeah. Um. But some restaurants, it's just like you have to do it. But a lot of restaurants actually use like this needs to be done. This is part of what the if day. you no, fuck yeah. up on
0: family meal though. You it happens get all the time. You get you rain. get
2: you, you don't. I mean, but people aren't mean to you because you are doing something extra. However, you are definitely but also judged. people are probably no, no, mean people to are you. judging you. If you're you you're, you're not going to be a good you're not going to be a good chef if you can't make a good family meal. And that's that's you that's have to true. Get, it is you true. have to get creative. And when I became a sous chef at that very, very same restaurant where I kind of had to do it as a cook and I actually organized the family meal. Like I hated the fact that you wouldn't find out about it until people wouldn't order anything you like, for You like, we got to streamline this process. No, yeah. So we would start actually start ordering stuff ahead of time. We would order stuff for family meal. We would ha- we would know what things were going to go into it. And it made it, I mean, it made it a lot easier for everybody to actually contribute. Um, but, like, we we had some amazing family meals at some point. Like, it, it, some places we worked, they would give because you, like... Because you well, planned no, it out. No, yeah. but
1: that's the thing. Is like, it's crazy to think about how family meal has evolved a lot, especially since I was a young cook, because, oh, yeah. like, our family meal, like, at its core is, like, what do we have left over? Exactly. And, yeah, what, are we, in. and what are we going to do? It's, like, you take everything, and you put it into a pot, and you add water, and maybe uh-huh. it, like, reduces down to, like, a thick paste, and you make rice, and you just throw it over that. Oh, uh, we're you just having left leftover soup, paste yeah, yeah, or, again. Or maybe it's just, like... Ugh, and it's like kind of gray or something like it's a leftover everything. Yeah, yeah. And then, and, but now family has evolved into like some places are like, we'll order you specific things or yeah. we'll do specific stuff for you. Or like you can use almost essentially whatever you want.
0: I could yeah. see it being really important to like the morale. Like if you have like a good meal before service and Absolutely. kind of brings everyone together, like I could see that being a big deal. I
1: can't, I mean, I think it can be depending on the restaurant's philosophy. If that's right. built into the restaurant's philosophy, then people and people look forward to these things yeah. and it's good. Then he, of course it's great for morale But if it's like Oh family meal And you And like everyone has to stop What they're doing And they eat right. like Very mediocre or pedestrian Like oh, shit yeah. You're forced it just, to you're like just Stand like around there like, And you're like Oh I'm wasting my time I time and I'm not eating something that like I even want to be eating exactly and I have to be doing it because everyone else is doing family it. family meal
0: a double-edged sword it, well, is a it double needs edged to sword. be
2: it needs to be something that you can like kind of set set it and forget it like you shouldn't you,
1: you, you don't have right. time shouldn't to really, it shouldn't be labor-intensive you're exactly. also at work and it also should be relatively nutritious too well it yeah. should like it, like certain like I see certain family meals and it's like oh we made chili cheese fries bubble. Well, I'm like Dude, can I can you imagine eating a bunch of chili cheese fries and with like fried eggs for and, like four stuff? hours and and then working like a crazy hot sweaty grill station yeah. for, for two hundred you know, covers for like six <laughs> hours and then closing it, it's just like you're at some point you're gonna be like, man, I'm gonna throw up, or like, <laughs> man, that was a really bad choice, and I have to reevaluate yeah. how I do everything in my life now.
2: Yeah. We, got, we got really good at uh, either doing something with rice, so we would do something Asian themed with rice, or we would do tacos. Like, tacos was just you like can't a go, go to
1: tacos. No. I think the family meal trinity is is like is like protein rice salad exactly like to me that's yeah, like that's yeah. the that's holy perfect. trinity if you're if you're struggling for something to figure out how to make family meal someone makes a salad you don't even have to dress it with anything other than uh-huh. like lemon juice you cook a protein the right way and you just create right, white ass rice maybe you put out sriracha or something simple delicious effective no one is gonna be upset because with that meal
2: you have to eat it out of a deli cup <laughs> it's not like you're eating it out of a plate because <laughs> you don't want to create any, any extra water, work. or a mixing yeah. bowl or, or a mixing bowl yeah <laughs> It needs to be metal or plastic, and you need to be able to eat it while you're standing up most of the time. So it's got to be it's got to be quick and light.
1: That's that's the point. There are very few restaurants that I was able to work at where it was like where it was just such a streamlined thing that like after a while it was like oh everyone could break at five o'clock or at five thirty. Everyone could sit down
0: together and eat. And that takes talk. a lot of coordination.
1: It, I mean, it does. I mean, it takes a lot of coordination, a lot of overlapping on times and stuff oh, yeah. like too. Especially, if, I mean, at that point, we right. had we also did, did front of the house family meal too, and there were yeah. probably about ten employees that were already there before service. Um, so there was a lot of there was a lot of people to feed. Right. It was a pretty big restaurant, but. I mean, those are those are the rare moments. Usually, it's like, oh, you're hunkered, like you're, you're bent over down. a trash can yeah. eating out of a deli cup, <laughs> right. and then and you feverishly eat, and then you like kind of maybe you throw your deli cup in the trash can on mistake, and then you go back out onto the line, and then you just keep going. The yeah. place
0: where you streamlined your uh, meal planning, though, like, did people appreciate that? Where they like absolutely you set this new guy he's really crushing it at family meals. this guy has yeah. got a future.
2: No, no, it's 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 it was important because. Uh, people notice that, and they also. Pe- listen, at the end of the day, nobody wants to be treated like trash. No, like uh, you're working in a restaurant, and, and the, the expectations are set very low. <laughs> However, nobody wants to be treated that work, way. Work in a restaurant. <laughs> There's no expectations. Yeah. The yeah, that's, that, everybody's human garbage. The expectations. Yeah. Are the on idea. The, floor. the idea is if 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 somebody even notices a little bit of right. you know attention being given to something as you know routine as family meal, because the, the opposite of that is. You walk up and you're eating garbage. Like I've I've seen cooks do some amazingly terrible things with lamb oh bellies. Oh, lamb God. bellies, oh. we we used to butcher whole lambs, so we would end up with lamb bellies and lots of little pieces of the lamb, which if you weren't prepared properly would be absolute garbage. But if you had to put a little bit of effort into right. them like we the a lot of sausage. Yeah. We we'd make sausage, we'd do all kinds of stuff. But like our everybody's favorite day was what we would do these half. We would do these half chickens on the menu, and we would save all the wings, all the drumsticks, and all oh, the tenders. Yeah, wing day. So everybody was like, fried chicken day was the day <laughs> <laughs> that you wanted to make sure you were there for that. Because somebody would be like, yes, I'll make mashed potatoes, I'll make gravy, I'll do this, <laughs> I'll do that, and everybody would really get into it. Which is which is what you want everybody to do before they get into you know a, a service where you're getting screamed at the entire time. Right, you want a solid
0: base of fried meats <laughs> and heavy gravy before you have six hours of getting screened at. Exactly, Standing. <laughs>
1: I remember there was one time I was working for a chef, and it was it was uh, passed down from the from the higher ups that like we had to offer family meal, and he was just like fuck this. We Uh-oh. we would we would order paper <laughs> supplies from Cisco. Cisco is a is a purveyor of. Big time food, a, a fine paper supplies, a, a, a <laughs> yeah. fine paper supplies, and other and other a, and goods. other edible things apparently. Um, and he was just like, "Fuck it." He got he got a catalog from Cisco, and it was all like pre made meals. Oh um, my He God. just stuck in the freezer, and he's like, and it was like chicken parm, <laughs> jambalaya, this, and it was just like just fucking slop, Tuesday just jambalaya pretty, day. It was like pretty much like just slop this out. Like, oh, just that's like horrible! Whatever. It was. I mean, and like the cooks would be listening because he was our he was our boss. We just kind of like we would put it out there, and he's like. Uh, like like metal fucking like chafing half-tins. dishes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'd like put it out there, and we'd all just kind of look at them and be like, "Nah." It's <laughs> like, Tuesday. Come and get your jambalaya, boys. But the opposite, like some some like so that's kind of fucked up, and like getting all that other kind of shit. Like yeah, that's kind of like, like, really, like a fuck you. There is really there there are those fuck you. But then there are the times where you get amazing family meals, yeah, yeah. which are great, and usually people are respectful, except for that one person. Yeah. There's always one person in a restaurant that's like, "Oh, I, I can't eat this, or I can't do this, or." I can't do this and uh, Don't you know you I have A nut change. allergy Oh my god uh, Listen Or if they're vegan
2: Or vegetarian vegan, It's worse Vegan vegetarian and, and, and like you're, th- you're talking About so- cooking for 25 people And you're right. trying to find Like There's the, gonna be the, someone who The lowest common denominator And then there's the One person that is Constantly bitching Every it, single it, it, and day And it's like Someone
1: might get excluded It happens, it happens. Throughout life Maybe you will get excluded uh, me, I can't Excuse me I can't eat not, nightshades
0: like... oh, There's nightshades all in here Yeah but like What are you it's gonna, gonna do It's covered in nightshades like, what you, what yeah, you, you go to do wait outside that? while the, everyone else eats. It's
1: like, oh, I can't eat this. Can you make me something special? It's like, well, I mean, I could, but I'm not going to because that's not family <laughs> meal. That's <laughs> that's a you meal. Yeah. That's that's gym meal. You know. <laughs> well, you, you have to you have to
2: get to a point where like uh, you, your fallback is always having rice, salad. always having a salad, salad. Always yeah, yeah and, and not adulterating
1: it. Like you keep everything like a blue plate special. Oh yeah, and you know, like, you can't oh, use you bacon want, fat for anything. Use water to cook the rice. Exactly. Yeah. You have to you have to idiot proof it mostly, and it's usually just for service. It's never for people in the kitchen. No, no. people in
2: the kitchen for the most part will eat everything because that's part of you know what they have to do. It's it's your job
1: to to, to taste things.
0: You're a professional eater.
2: Yeah,
1: I've I've done all out family meals before. Like we've done burger bars or like taco bars. Oh, yeah. We make enchiladas. We've done like that sounds awesome. We've, we've done amazing amazing things. I mean, I've done it, like throughout my career at m- at multiple different levels. It's very rare that I got insp- well, yeah. inspired now to like be like, "Oh, I can't wait to make everybody in the restaurant." There, a there's meal. a there's
2: a group of guys in uh, San Francisco who opened a restaurant based on their awesome family meals. They work at this place called Nopa in uh, San Francisco. Uh-huh. Right. And then the like a couple of the cooks would make these bomb ass family meals. And they're Mexican guys. And they open a restaurant, the owner opened a restaurant for them called Nopalito and they do this crazy, you know, Super, I mean, super standard Mexican food, but like really elevated And a really cool environment. But that's that's how they got the restaurant. There you go, made family it. meal can spin Amazing off Mexican if it's food. good enough. I mean,
0: yeah, it can. Why not though? It's a it's, it's a really good it's a really good way to show off. And did if you're you a good did you ever chef, like bring your Lebanese style into that? And they're I like, who's this Lebanese guy? This guy's yeah. coming with serious <laughs> lentils. For family meal? Yeah. <laughs> what? It's a game changer. Well, we used to, I, so I used
2: to cook, I was talking about lamb scraps earlier, so I would cut, be quite creative with lamb. And my go-to always was doing, um, I was doing some kind of curry, right? Okay. Um, but curry with potatoes and lentils and all, which is not necessarily Middle Eastern, it's more Indian and... and uh, but a good way to use lamb scraps, exactly. It's because you needed something that you can. I could also set it and forget it. Just put on yeah, the right. back of the burner. I can get all my prep done and then get back to it and make rice and, and all that. But I do this thing now, which is like this beautiful bread balloon, which is like basically it's giant puff pita that we serve with dips right. and stuff like that. You have like the full it's, mezze spread. It's so good. It's so, go- it's yeah. so good. <laughs> and it, it. But what we used to do is we used to do. We used to have a bar menu at this restaurant. We had this little dinky like pizza. Uh, like toaster oven kind of thing, right. just had like a hot stone. You can put a pizza in there for the bar. Well, we would have leftover dough, and I would turn all that leftover dough into fresh pita. So, like it, fresh pita for most people are just like oh, whatever; it's just bread. But when it's family meal and it looks like somebody actually took the time to roll right. out some bread and you're make the, fresh baked you're bread, the fresh pita guy. They're like, I won every time. Bread. Yeah. Oh, here. it's like
1: the guy that makes tortillas instead of exactly. like. Yeah. And you see, you're like, oh no, because those don't look like. Perfectly circular tortillas. These have like soul, and like right. you can see when people are just like, man, I put a little bit of myself into into oh, yeah. what I was doing. I had this one Slovenian guy work for me. His name was Lawrence. Shout out to Lawrence. Shout out to Lawrence. Um, and he made like one day he was just like, I'm gonna make like it was like, it, it was like super peasanty, but it was like just like meat stuffed in like cabbage, oh, and that yeah. was it. Hell and it, yeah. but and like we had it and we ate it and like it's not like it was like it was very. It was kind of, you know, salt and pepper, and like yeah. that's about it, cabbage and meat. Yeah. I was Workman like, man, like. I've never had that for family meal in my life before. And yeah. when, I, when you put it in front of us, you were like, damn, that's, that is something from, from his childhood or, yeah. his li- or his lifetime.
2: But that took some work. Yeah, that definitely took you work. You have to show that you took some work. But here's the fun thing about Middle Eastern and pretty much all food, you know, east of Europe and kind of south of Europe, is that we use spices. And spices can really make something super peasant, very elevated, right. just because it makes it more interesting. Well, yeah. Wasn't you know?
0: that kind of like the basis of all these like worldwide peasant cuisines? Taking what you had, the scraps, and then yeah. utilizing them in a way that brought out something delicious, but because you weren't getting the top premium cuts I mean, that, and all the premium, that's the ingredients. basis
2: for charcuterie. Charcuterie wasn't let's a take preservation prime, method. Yeah, let's not take prime cuts and do shit to them. Right, it was take crappy cuts, right. put and, a lot yeah, of spices them.
1: and and make them
2: something different. <laughs> and make different. them different. And it's like, just change the shape, change the, the presentation, the, the, the look, the final product, um, to make it something that's edible and something that's actually tasty. But you you know, this is, this is when you were introducing and it, charcuterie ended up being a little more expensive because back then spices were actually expensive and right curing salt was were of course like yeah. you know
0: incredibly so that's expensive. why it became
2: elevated because it required expensive products but the end product was so good because you started out with such a cheap beginning product you know like you know uh pork belly or pork butt or whatever it was and then you had to add these spices but that's that i mean i feel like that's most people's introduction to spices Pickling spices, you know, uh, curing sauce, things that. It doesn't come from anything besides sausage, which is, again, lowest common denominator of meat. Right. And then uh, charcuterie. You have these things that are just super... Super flavorful and really fun to to play with and to look at
0: and, and to eat. Did you go back the other way, though? Like, you're 12. You're coming from eating in Lebanon your entire childhood. You get to Massachusetts. Everything must have seemed so bland. <laughs> oh, you must have been like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? Like, Dude, this doesn't even taste like anything. I'm eating, I'm eating air over here. Let, let me tell you a couple crazy. of my...
2: My fondest memories of coming to the US and eating things here. So, coming uh, to America. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, the, the first time I ever had a Dorito. Did it blow your mind? Mind blowing. Oh, well, yeah. Also, what which flavor. which time was it? Right there, was just, it was disgusting. Which, I did do you not know do you remember it? which one it was? Oh, it was the the, the nacho cheese one.
0: Oh my god. That's well, as that, flavorful as American cuisine gets right that there. That's zenith the zenith of American flavor. Most flavorful flavor.
2: thing I would ever eaten in my life <laughs> up to that moment. I was like 12 years old. <laughs> but in a bad way. It, it was, yeah, I just couldn't understand why the fuck anybody would you eat it. You look at it and you're
1: that. like, "Oh, that looks like smoked paprika and turmeric. Let me try that." Oh god
2: no. And I grew up in Saudi Arabia, just like in 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 uh in Asia. We eat a lot of shrimp uh, chips have you ever had those shrimp yes, yeah those yeah, are yeah. great amazing we grew up eating a ton of those and that was the most flavor thing I ate up until that moment but then then I ate a Dorito and I was like what is in this thing like <laughs> it's just why chemicals. so many of these combination of flavors together yeah uh, but the other, the other one so, other how many Doritos things? have you
1: eaten since that moment? Oh, I've eaten a lot of Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> he came around. He I came <laughs> around. Doritos yeah. wins you I, over. I grew up in the U.S.
0: Doritos so <laughs> grew, grinds all you all down. All the things that come with that. That's why Doritos wins.
2: But that uh, the first time I ever had a scalp. So in the, in the Middle East, we don't eat a ton of shellfish, mostly because all the religions right. God don't says kind of, God yeah, says, yeah, says don't, don't do it. Don't, don't you, eat gotta, scallops, you gotta blah, get on board. But like I, my my uncles would you know we get uh, wild mussels and clams and stuff like that from the mediterranean but like the one thing that we never ate was scallops just mostly because the water's too warm for right. scallops you need some really cold water so moved to move to uh western
1: mass and scallops S- aplenty. plenty Pl- scallops are plenty yeah.
2: <laughs> but then we would go to this we would, still there to this day in in the um, seaport district in boston there is just now it's all just built up and condos and stuff. But back then, it was literally just warehouses for fish companies. Actual were just seaport. In. Yeah. And there was this restaurant there, which is still there to this day. It's one of the best restaurants in for seafood in Boston. It's called No Name Fish Restaurant. And you would go up there, and it was like this danky old place, like <laughs> leather banquets <laughs> and brown tables. Old these, sea captains at the yeah, bar. like just sea like,
1: captain quarters. <sighs> just tell, telling
2: tales. It was a brutal exactly. gale, I tell you. <laughs> I, got, I remember we, we got like the fisherman's platter. And oh, of course! The very first to. time, everything I had, fried. Everything's fried. The first time I had a fried scallop, I didn't oh, know man. what the fuck I was eating, but it was mind blowing <laughs> to me because it was it was so fresh. I don't know if you've had a shitty, fr- uh, uh, frozen scallop that's right. been fried. It's a but very a fresh different, fresh yeah. Scallop. Fried. Oh man, I couldn't. I didn't care how bland it was. It was the
1: loveliest texture <laughs> you could ever introduce. Well, nice it was and awesome. crunchy on the outside oh, and so crispy, good. and then like just soft and. Oh, yeah. Well, had you ever had deep fried stuff?
2: Uh, yeah, we we uh, are huge fans of the frying, but never actually deep fried with a with like a batter. Right. Uh, I love not it's, you, you fry something like if you if you're doing chicken wings, you just fry them. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if,
0: not like heavily battered. No, just not heavily battered. Right in the oil.
2: Yeah. Fish fish was fried whole. So like we would eat whole fried
0: sardines, whole actually, fried mackerel. I actually like, love that. Like flour I love or I love that. No, like, no, no, I don't want no, no, the straight heavy straight breading. Just oh, pop it right a in. Straight sardine, like yeah. just in the oil. It's so good.
2: Well, I I mean, we we just had this discussion the other day. Frying chicken is probably my favorite. If you ever go to like Chinese restaurants where they do like the fried chicken with like the pork gravy on top, there's the, all these uh, Chinese places in New York City where you can get like a five dollar plate, and it was fried uh, chicken drumsticks with this crazy pork gravy on top. It was just loaded with I don't MSG. Think <laughs> ever had that. Uh, but it was just like a pile of rice, a fried chicken. But they fry it. They fry the chicken um, uh, low and slow. And it was just, it's like the most tender chicken you'll ever have. It's absolutely Is it amazing. breaded? Not, so it's just zero. Just naked, fried, but like it is, slowly They marinate it. Yeah, they marinate it with Chinese five spice. So and it's then almost they like a poach? It. I mean, it kind of is. The cooking method is you're using, I mean, you're using oil instead of water. So right. like it's like just the medium has changed. 200 degrees? Like yeah, but they like do, that? but you're cooking the, the, the amount of time. And I mean, you're basically just poaching it in oil versus poaching it in in water. And it gives it the super crispy skin on the
0: outside, and the inside is just juicy That's and tender perfect. and
2: melted. It's it's lovely.
0: Also, you gotta you gotta love how the Asians really respect dark meat. Oh my god! People who like white meat, like I can't it wrap my mind. my mind. I
1: think both are great, but dark meat is just. No, I mean, it's white just, meat. It, it's there's just, no comparison. Dark, dark meat is just
0: scientifically better. Yes, i I, yes. D- I don't even know how it could be. I feel Talk like. Talk about coming to America and like, like seeing the blandness. People who well, people here are like, yeah, I would want the white meat. Why would I, I want, want the we chicken, chicken breast? That's we all I want, had that's had they want. They don't chicken like, they just want chicken breast. Well, that's the thing.
2: Like when you grow up in a third world country, you don't have an option of which part of the right. meat you just you eat, get. You, you see, eat yeah, the yeah. meat. <laughs> <laughs> like we, we would, well, I would go get a chi- Like this is like, well, we, you grow the way you grow up here is you don't ever see the whole animal. You right. never see it. You're not
0: connected to your food source growing up on a fucking farm. Like
2: we ate chicken, which was not often. Like most of our food was vegetarian. Base and we'd have some fish, most mostly fish, a little bit of chicken, a little bit of meat here and there. But when we when we got the chicken, you go to the chicken guy who just plucks a chicken from a cage in the shop <laughs> and, pre- and just processes it for you kills right it, there. It right like five him. minutes later, you have a beautifully dressed fresh chicken that you take home and you do whatever you want. But there, there's not this. I would like chicken breast today, yeah. or today right. I'm have a doing chicken. a dish You're with
1: getting a chicken. The I think it's funny because it's like the connotation <laughs> about chicken breast that it's supposed to be healthy, right?
0: Well, it just has no fat, which is why it has no flavor. It's lean, yeah. No, but
1: like, and then it's like, there's like fast food places that like (laughs) popular, that actually popularized the white meat where it's like, we switched to all white meat. Premium white meat. In our our deep fried breaded nuggets, (laughs) you know? You know what?
0: I I think it all like goes to like this weird kind of like. Embedded racism, fear of the immigrant, other cuisines and cultures. Where it's like white meat, good old American white meat. Exactly. There's no, no strange smelling people with their cuisines. It's just regular white meat that you know and that you can that loves Jesus and loves its guns. And it's just like
1: so. You're saying that that, uh, that America Jesus is and inherently guns racist. White meat. <laughs> America is inherently racist. It's they,
0: embedded in our cuisine, and it's and it's uh, white rice, white meat. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> Turnips. Have you
1: noticed that all the walls and apartments are white? Like everything's white, dude. Mm, no, I don't I, like it. I think uh, we gotta I, put yarn everywhere. Dude. We gotta really start the wall. There are preparations for white meat. Where I
2: mean, in, in Asian countries, a couple of preparations where they celebrate the actual white meat, like Hainan chicken. Yeah, meat, where you chicken. get like it's an actual chicken breast. It's actually but they do it properly. Super juicy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a that's a big deal, and that's like all about the presentation. I mean, in, in Chinese cuisine, some some parts of the the chicken are favorite over the others, just depending on the preparation. Uh, but I think it, may, it goes back to actually knowing what you're cooking. Like the, for us, we don't cook any other parts of the chicken because we don't know how to do it. Like cooking a chicken breast is just easy. You just buy a chicken breast, you season it, you bake it. It's right. pretty I feel like, much fuckhead like proof. a thigh
1: is way easier because <laughs> you could like overcook it. But no and one it's ever still better. buys a thigh. Nobody buys a thigh. They should. Yeah. Thighs I think are that's way bizarre. Better. I mean, here's the thing. I think that's bizarre Like, because my family's not a culinary family. But growing up, they would do both. They would buy thighs for certain things. Like my parents would like make like, the American kebab. But they would always make it with, like, like it would, you know, be like an onion and a tomato and a red bell pepper (laughs) and, like, and some kind of meat. But it would usually be with, it would pretty much always be with chicken thigh. Yeah. because that's smart. Your parents are smart. Like, because it just would take take to everything better. You could leave it there and, like, kind of forget about it. Like, even if it got, like, kind of, like, too charred or overcooked, like it would still be okay. You put chicken breast out there, it's just dry and like disgusting. I think it also mm-hmm.
0: had to do a lot with like in the eighties with like the low fat craze and oh, everyone yeah. like was scared of fat. It became like, oh, this is meat you can eat, <clears throat> but it doesn't have any fat, so it's not bad for you. And like the whole like when did help- the whole uh pork the other white meat come on? That was, on, the, same that was like, the same early time. 90s, and pork tenderloin 80s, yeah. basically became the pork equivalent of the chicken breast, because they were like, here's a flavorless white meat, doesn't have a lot of flavor, but it doesn't uh-huh. have a lot of fat, it's not bad for you. It's just it's like a blank palette, it's and you can cook habit. the snot out of it. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's just like ah, pork tenderloin is basically like chicken <laughs> breast. <laughs> <or laughs> it exactly. used to be. Now I feel like we're taking it back. Mm-hmm. Taking it back. Pork tenderloin can be amazing. Oh, be But great. it can, can also be super bland and dry, like a chicken breast. Oh, yeah. I mean, anything, anything we need to bring the pork tenderloin enough. back. I have been to a restaurant recently
1: where it's like that, I'll have the pork tenderloin yeah. over apple puree with celery.
2: The first restaurant I ever worked in, we and served that pork, pork tenderloin, and we would. That was the first time I ever realized that, like. At the time, I wasn't eating pork at the time, but uh, the chef that I worked for would just get, like, raging mad when people would send it back because it was undercooked. And he's like, they
0: don't feed right. pigs trash anymore. Exactly. They, want, they wanted a, a bland, <laughs> dried-out chicken breast tenderloin.
2: That was, that was his thing. He was like, tell them we don't feed them trash anymore. But it, here's the thing. People's, people, what People eat out. I feel especially as a person who works a lot of breakfast shifts at the restaurant. Right. Because we're in a hotel and we do a lot of breakfast. And we have a killer breakfast at the moment. And you know what the people want. Your fingers on the pulse. My people my fingers are on pulse. But I also know how awful people are at eating out. And that's simply due to the fact that they are just They're so bad. They eat stuff oh, that yeah. they remember their parents making. Right. So if your parents were crappy cooks you are destroying the, just the, the tenacity for anybody to actually want to cook for you down the line because the shit that you asked for.
0: Like but pe- also, do you think this is a factor of the fact that you're in Santa Monica, a lot of your patients are probably rich white people who are unadventurous well, we get why. we
2: get a lot of international travelers as well, so I feel like so you like,
0: think they'd be more adventurous.
2: They they would be, but but, but breakfast breakfast simply just just breakfast I think is the one that really shows people's like true right. ignorance like, to yeah. like everything. What what people think uh, you know like an over medium egg or over easy egg uh, yeah, is yeah. very
1: different. <laughs> or a, really or yes. like a coddled egg exactly. as opposed a to like, egg. like a hard scramble. Or exactly.
2: Stuff. It's so it's it's really it's really tough. For our cooks to just kind of like keep their composure and just do it again because because people will send ideas. stuff back exactly. People like, send I back asked back. for over medium like this is I mean, over
0: medium motherfucker.
2: But we but we do we do a, de- a decent job of just making sure that like we talk to like I I've I couldn't tell you how many times I've gone out to the to the guest and actually walked them through what they want. What did they think that they want? They they thought they yeah they thought they wanted something completely different. Okay, and then you go out there and you're like like. As simple as grilled onions, right? right? If you if you walk into a kitchen and say "grill onion," you go to the grill, you take some onions, you put them on the grill, right? Yeah,
1: no, you you mark some onions a little bit. It yeah. gets a little bit of caramelization, a little bit of exactly. char. Exactly, that's a grilled onion. It's a grilled, like onion.
2: grilled onion to most people is an a onion on a flat onion. top. It's a caramelized, it's a caramelized onion. Caramelized onion, onion, yeah, which is like you know, to somebody who you're trying to go, fa- when you're
1: trying to go fast and you, or like a sautéed it- onion, I guess is what they're <laughs> more, sautéed because it's not exactly. completely caramelized. It's no. like, it has a little texture, but it's like all of, it's like, it's cooked on a flat it's top. It's cooked like on a flat it's top,
2: top yeah. and yeah. it's like gooey, and you yeah. know, there's something you would find on a, like a, on a burger. Right. But, that, that's the thing, is that when you're, when you're trying to talk to people, they have no concept of what it takes to work in a restaurant, how things are done in a restaurant. They
0: don't know shit about onions.
2: Well, no. Also, I really think that at some point, somebody in a high school is going to say, you know what's not useful? Wood chop for any kind of. <laughs> Let's teach these kids about Let's onions. Go about cooking. Like, seriously, have like I, I. really feel this generation would really be into more cooking classes. What about home you know, ec? Unless stupid do, shit. Home ec is
1: different. Home ec. I, I actually think home ec, home ec like is like brownies now, and I think, baking. I think home ec is actually now it's an outdated kind yeah, of. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it really. I don't, I, don't, does I don't even it. know. on TV but, shows. But, I, I never but had. But there it. are there are a lot of high schools that do offer cooking classes now. That do offer like introduction to. I would have loved that in high school. How to cook eggs and stuff. I. I know it, it exists more. Um, but then you got than, like, these kids cities. getting knife
0: tattoos in seventh grade. <laughs> Next well, thing it, you know. We, we, no, we then need you have more like seventh
1: graders calling themselves chefs. And you're just yeah. like, hold it up a little bit. Just a little bit. Because yeah. it took me a long ass time to earn that shit. Yeah. Like, you're good at it. I get it. That's great. And I'm proud of you.
2: It'd be nice to. It'd be nice to get them. I think it would also be nice to get them into cooking before they make it to culinary school because culinary school just either dashes your hopes or turns you into somebody who leaves and goes out to be a TV chef.
0: So it'd be nice to like. There's get no other in. option. There's no option. Your dreams are either crushed or you become <laughs> famous. One of the
2: two. It'd be nice to actually go and and see these guys in culinary school. With some kind of experience, or at
1: least, well, it'd some just be nice to explain to them what the reality is. Like, there should be a class about, like, like it almost sounds fucked up, but like, there should be a class about the hierarchy. Like, yeah, oh <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like this, this is culture class. This is we're going to teach you about the culture specifically of restaurants, the culture of catering companies, the culture of like big private events, the culture of pr- uh, private dining. Don't they do and that in culinary teach, school? Then? No, yeah. they teach you fundamentals. But if yeah. somebody was just like, listen, when you get out of here, you are going to have to start somewhere. Yeah. It's usually going to be at the bottom you're not going to be a chef no one's going to say no one's going to look to you for advice or no one's got because someone's done it before you and they've done it better and they've done it harder and you're just one of the many
0: kids the secret is you got to destroy fucking family meal you no, got to come the, in the and se- make the, the best se- goddamn family is, meal has ever seen
1: the secret is this whether whether it's you just get into the field on your own and you learn by trial by fire or you go to culinary school you don't it doesn't automatically give you a pass to like shoot up the ladder faster than anybody else you have to put in some work and you have to understand that you have to learn it from someone else before you can do it on your own you can't like you can be creative and that's great but to understand the fundamentals about a restaurant about how it operates about how much it costs I feel like Joel should be giving this else. speech out of high
0: school right now like no, kids I think we'll, pull your head, nice your head out of your asses I mean
1: I'm, I Aline mean, like but there are people who go around schools and go, like, this is the reality of life. I mean, this, and it's, this, we're just one field, so we can specifically talk about it. Or, like, being a comedian, right. you can talk about it from that perspective.
0: But each profession is a microcosm of, uh, of you of, know, well, it's a the, microcosm l- the larger of the, reality of, the, of making your of way the in the the meta
1: world. thing, which is how to live your life and get to, and have like an upwards trajectory through it which is generally through hard work and patience and understanding of Ooh, what you're doing. You could doing.
0: be like a life coach, like Tony Robbins. I just don't have big <laughs> enough. you I don't see Joel a, doing I don't have a big enough, enough mouth like a hotel 13th. convention yeah. center. Oh yeah. You're not tall. Right. I, I, I am not tall. People
1: would be like, where are you? I'd be like, I'm right. I'm only five. I'm five Wait, eight, Us okay. two
0: together. I can get on your shoulders yeah, and we'll, we'll wear a big wear overcoat. coat. Yeah, we'll do that thing. You'd be like, God, this guy's, this guy's eight, <laughs> this three nine foot tall guy is really saying all strong
1: points. I always I, go
2: chicken thigh, always go dark meat I really think that the the chefs Who don't go to culinary school, culinary school Always have an advantage I, I feel like I got the best of both worlds Because I moved up work without school uh, Moved up pretty well And then I went to culinary school After I would already been in the industry For about five or six years But the, the guys who don't go to culinary school Really get immersed in the culture of the kitchen right. You start out usually at the bottom You're working with immigrants You're working with the people who make the restaurant Right. Run! You don't understand. You me. get like, to lay the land.
0: Yeah, of how you it really is. you understand who runs a restaurant. Right.
1: Honestly, it's like it's it, the way that I think about it right this very second. It's like it's like being a baby. Like you gestate and like you grow based on environment exactly. around you. Yeah. And if that's all you know from this like this small like little inkling you have no other information about other than what you're experiencing and how you're exactly. going at the same time rather than you're getting a bunch of information and then you're going somewhere that you know nothing about exactly. you un- you understand stuff about food but you know nothing about the environment and nothing about the culture it would be like reading a wilderness book and saying I'm ready to go fucking live in the wilderness forever yeah. like you just yeah, can't yeah but do in that.
0: culinary school you're actually having the hands-on training then. you do you, you, you do, but you have hands-on training with a lot a of book. other people and like other it's it just like
1: it's like it is like reading a book because you're because you're even though you're doing it's not practical doing you get okay. a lot of time to complete a task exactly like you can you can set up a tent in an hour but like if you're if it's like cold as shit outside and you have to set up a tent in 5 minutes you better be able Dude, to set up a tent sh- in 5 minutes you should
0: be a traveling lecturer to culinary schools and your class is called Joel Miller Kids here's how it really <laughs> is and you just break this shit down to these these young guns the the crushing realities <laughs> 101 with
2: Joel you need you need to you need to understand like the culture of how things run and how things kind of operate and then and then go to culinary school and then really like get all that information nobody wants to fucking know it all working in their kitchen cuz right. the that's first the, thing that's the do, worst thing they're going to get a know it all that comes out of that kitchen and you're like Listen, guy. Guy, this is the <laughs> way. Bye. Bye. <laughs> this is the way. It, I, I I get what you're trying to say, but everything that you learn, you learn right. in a vacuum. Throw that shit out the window. You uh, need to uh, understand uh, every, every how it operates Every single restaurant
1: has a certain way of making a hollandaise. Exactly. Every every single restaurant has a different way of making like a fucking Burblanc. Like these things exist in restaurants. So even if you know the core principle, even if you know what a brunois is, in a, in a book. Maybe it's different to Youssef than it is to me, than it is to Johnny of Johnny's Crab Shack, than it is to anyone else. Like Johnny, you just don't Johnny know. drives a
0: hard bargain on <laughs> that Brunois. <laughs> yes. he, really, he, he really does. does, does. He, he, Unorthodox he Brunois down at the Crab Shack. He does not F around. It's,
1: it's weird. They're actually <laughs> yes. triangles. I don't even know how he does it. It's crazy. <laughs> it's fucking nuts. They're like yeah. perfect pyramids. It's insane. Yeah, it'd be it'd be nice to see them like spend a little
2: bit more time in a restaurant. I mean, I I'm mentoring a kid right now who is about to go to culinary school at my alma mater. How old is he? He's uh 17, right out of uh, right out of high school. Crack golfer, like one of the best golfers I've ever seen. Wow. play. However, like he's 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 a, a two handicap. 17. That's, is that's that, insane. Is that Crushing. good? Crushing. Like, and when I asked him about his handicap, he was like. Well, you know, I don't play like the greatest
0: courses all the time. I think it's cool that he's. I think
1: like, it doesn't matter. If you're even a three handicap on like a municipal <laughs> golf course, like I'd be like, yeah, I'll fucking take it. I that. think yeah, it's exactly. great
0: that he's still. Playing sports when he's handicapped, I think that's really <laughs> admirable, and I think that's brave.
2: He's, he's a very he's a brave soul. Wait, you know, so why is man.
0: why is he pursuing golf? If he's, <laughs> I don't fucking know. You're like I'm you like, should do golf, like, uh, bro. You should be a golfer because I don't yeah, think you, you don't do want to do what I'm this doing. Shit. You don't want <laughs> this chef <laughs> life.
2: He's going out of he's going out of high school. And he's going to to the CIA, and and I feel like the program in in Napa is awesome because the opportunity is there for you. To actually go work in the best restaurants in the country, the best restaurants. Right, you're, all right you're surrounded there. by wineries. I, I had a job at a winery and two restaurants when I was working there, so it was it was good. And if you really want to go out there and really do some shit, you can do it. <clears throat> However, he's gonna like you've never worked in a restaurant before. Like, how do you know that all this information that they're throwing at you is what you is should even keep? Even useful and what yeah. you shouldn't keep. Like, right. I, there's some stuff. The the benefit of of going, working in restaurants for it is that you know what you
1: need to work on and you need to yeah. improve on. They'll tell you how to be better. <laughs> because they'll tell you what what your yeah. shortcomings are they're not going to tell you how to do it and exactly. then just be like oh that's how you do it yeah. they're going to be like no this needs to be better and it's going to be such quick information yeah. and it's going to be so like meticulous and so like nerve-wracking at times that like you have no you have no, nothing else to do but react and just do. Yeah, yeah. Like, right. And you don't even like question it. And even if you're doing it wrong, you'll figure it out later on. Like yeah. someone will be like, oh, that's wrong. That's too big or that's oh, too small.
0: Well, I have the perfect solution. Before any culinary class graduates, they just listen to this fucking episode exactly. of Young About Pate. Bring Bring it on. Problem solved. <laughs> it's going
1: to be graduation. It's going to be like, everyone's going to like, graduate and like get their diplomas and be like oh, now we're gonna play just one hour no, of just it's guys like, talking. instead
0: of a valedictorian we're actually gonna try something new we're gonna listen to an episode of a podcast critically acclaimed podcast yelling about that day or we <laughs> could
1: just go up on stage and recreate this exact same thing <laughs> line for line
0: dude i would love to tour culinary schools with you guys yelling oh, at children that would be amazing that i would, would
1: love that Can would we actually set be, this up? be right i feel like we probably could
0: joel you're mentoring someone right um,
1: I, I don't know if mentoring is the right word So I have a, this kid that works for me His name is Holden He's 15 and a half, 16 He's very bright And uh, he actually was on a culinary show That I competed against him on
0: Joel's on a show where you beat children yes. In cooking competition
1: Yeah, cooking competition And also just, you know Also physically. Physically. Then there was a wrestling part. It it was was, very weird. The whole point of the show was if you beat the kid, you actually get to physically (laughs) beat him. And if they beat you, they get to physically beat you. And then the kid becomes yours. So Joel this is Joel's kid now. (laughs) So I so I own this boy. (laughs) So I own this young man. So I own this young (laughs) man. I want him in a televised competition from from like (laughs) <laughs> Palos Verdes. Um, a young Palos Verdian uh, youth. youth. Yeah. <laughs> actually, this good. kid is actually quite interesting. Um, he sales. He has his own, like, pop-up, rest, like, that he, like, pop-up restaurants that he does. He's uh, very very active within his Like, he's in drama and comp, Like He's a very impressive Damn, kid at being at 15 days. and a half, 16. No. But he's the exception. That's the, that's the thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't take just anyone to, like, let work in my restaurant that was underneath 18 or 19 or even 20. Right. Like, he showed a passion and dedication and hard work. He stodged for us for a little while. And then when he could start getting paid, we started paying him as soon as we could. There you go. Um, I mean, mentoring—I would say—is a loose word. I let him work in the restaurant and learn how to do <laughs> stuff. And my oh, I, he I he, he, he right. No, no. He literally—he <laughs> works—he works one day a week. There you go. And it's on a day where it—the middle of my day—is taken up by other stuff. So it's kind of like I'm not Get just sitting there. Get practical, real-world experience. But he—but he, but the thing is that, would he? What's more beneficial, him hearing it from me or him, him learning it. from his? peers his other prep cooks yeah. and some of his other chefs and other line cooks i can i can try to take them under my wing all i want but i'm coming from an uh, from a perspective of like years and years and years of work and what might be important to me it might not be prudent to like peeling an onion or right, like right. Or, like chopping a vegetable yeah you want
2: to you want to find the right guys. like no i think this kid noah is is going to be amazing and he's going to be a good chef because he is already like putting in the effort, throwing away a promising golf career.
0: Chase like, culinary
1: like, go play golf. But do you honestly, know how much money you get paid to come in last? Yeah, but it, <laughs> so honestly, much.
2: I really think uh, like golfers have a very obsessive personality when it comes to perfecting things. They, they really, really do. do. Seems like it. and I really think it goes towards like really being a good chef. I, Noah's going to be amazing, and he's going to do well. And I think the culinary school will not be. Uh, a a wash for him because I think he's gonna actually like put it to work and really pay attention but that's
1: that's one in ten guys that that is they're They're not gonna find everybody that's definitely the exception like most people go to culinary school and just because a lot of them actually go because they just don't know what they want to do and it seems easier at times, because it's... Because it's, the
2: lifestyle,
0: because, You get to because come out and to hang hang out with chicks but it's also and like people, drink <laughs> and do this. Well, because <laughs>
1: seriously, some people will honestly go, well... No, you're, you're just, making it sound too cool. Now we're going to get more no, people Some you. people look at it and go, cooking, well, how hard is that really? Yeah. Like, I, anyone could learn how to cook, but it's like, but fucking can you? Because, yeah. like, it's actually... Because I've eaten at restaurants that are supposed to be really, really, really good. What and what I'm we won't put them on blast, but they're not. Put they're them not really, really good. Put them on blast.
2: This that's That's the thing that people are not touching up on. We have a ton of really crappy restaurants by guys who thought that cooking is really fucking easy. Do we want to name some names here? <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay, uh... you don't want to have no, no. You don't want to. You don't want to have so many fucking because they eat up all of our labor force. They are taking an opportunity away from us to actually show some show somebody how to do something properly, and putting them in these restaurants that are oh we don't care about rules and we don't care about. Classic combinations, and we don't care about how restaurants are supposed to run. We're disrupting this and that. Your restaurant is closing in a year.
1: Uh, people who say, disrupt like, oh, all we're, you the, want. we're the disruptive force behind a yeah. Los Angeles culinary scene, and they're like, we're making sure that we're around for a year, and then we'll figure something else yeah. out afterwards. Anyone
0: who like leads with the fact that they're disrupting, that person's a douche. I think yeah, we can exactly. all agree. Any, anyone it's who all says, these, like, that, Silicon Valley that, mindset that absolutely like, we're coming in, it out we're there disrupting.
1: that they're some kind of fucking renegade in any. It's like, if, so, if you had a doctor who was like, hey, I'm Dr. Smith. I'm going to disrupt the medical community. I'm disrupt, a, I'm a, I'm gonna community. disrupt <laughs> your brain
0: surgery, you'd be like,
1: no, you're not. You're not going to fucking disrupt my brain surgery. Give listen, I got this great idea for an app It's going to streamline this whole chemo thing. Give me that thing. doctor that's like, yeah, your procedure is going to be like all the other ones before you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you don't – like I said,
2: really inventing any new cooking methods. Right. I mean, we there's a few you that can, have come up. You can
1: push the envelope of what something yeah. has been and well, like, re- and redo it. Poaching somewhere. is still poaching. Coaching so is still it, yeah. poaching. Roasting is still roasting. Like, that's why it works is because it's been perfected over time. Nobody's and like, like every now and again, a new thing comes out that you can use, like an anti-griddle that's yeah. like – Oh, that is a new way of cooking, I guess. I can but make like, everything into spheres. But, like, but like <laughs> why, why are you going to? Like, <laughs> but why do you want to do this? That's always, that's always the biggest question over what anyone does ever. is always just like, they're like we did blah, 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 blah. And then why? everyone's like, yeah, but why?
2: Like, yeah. Uh, we, you have a lot of time on your hand. You only do you 30 covers a night? What's the
1: Absolutely. equivalent of that for a comedian? Like... Like, if there are comedians, like, I did this and this and this and this, well, and you're like, oh, cool, I why? Think,
0: I think it, in, in the same way that, like, at the end of the day, it's all about how it tastes. with comedy, at the end of the day, it's like, is it funny? Yeah, did it know? make people laugh? It's like, yeah, we, there's, there's tons of, like, maybe, like, innovative anti-stand-up or whatever, and some of it's really funny and some of it's not, but I think at the end of the day, just, like, what's on the plate, it's like, is the audience laughing?
1: What's, like, the weirdest stand-up? Act you see Like Carrot Top Counts as stand up Of course right Yeah When that came out Was that like It was like Gallagher 2.0 I
0: mean that was I think that belonged To a time when Prop comedy was like
1: You don't think If there was Gallagher had like A a huge
0: couch And he like killed it They were like Look at how big This couch is This guy is Out of control "Ah." So
1: is Carrot Top The last great Prop comic
0: Um I mean, I can't think of anyone who is in mainstream doing prop comedy, but Do you like, know what? there's
1: more ventriloquists in mainstream than there are prop comedy. I mean
0: Jeff Dunham is the most successful comedian, you know. In, the, in world. the world, well, <laughs> one of them in the world. For a while, was... he was the highest paid comic, and and, and, and doesn't you that know. blow your mind though? Not really, because people are dumb and people like puppets. I mean, especially puppets <laughs> with like people <laughs> like, <laughs> like Doritos. With, no, it's but, like but boy, especially puppets with like racist, racist. We're ass. all yeah. Yeah. children. People, Ooh, like chicken, people like chicken. People like chicken <laughs> breasts, and people like racist puppets. Exactly. I think that's a perfect place to leave it. Uh, we really <laughs> well, got to the bottom of, of the of Ameri- of the, the ills of America and uh, you know, why these youngsters need to pull their shit together and fucking learn some practical real-world world shit.
1: Um, the same thing you. people were saying about us yeah. when we were youngsters. Nah, yeah, it's, it's the classic <laughs> shit cycle. Together. Like,
2: these
0: new kids coming out of fucking color schools.
1: Well, thank you, thank you. Yeah, Yusuf, dude, that for, was so fun for coming on. Talking Thanks for about having me, guys. Uh, Spitting some wisdom, dropping
0: some wisdom. Uh,
1: Your yeah. restaurant is Fig. Yeah, plug yeah. some shit. Fig,
2: Fig, Fig, Santa Monica. We're at the uh, Fairmont Miramar Hotel in uh, at, right at the end of Wilshire, where it meets Ocean. Great spot, really fits the area. And come and get a bread balloon and all oh, the things. Oh, bread balloon! In. I gotta it's, come in. I never. I
1: actually just ate a few days ago and it was it's basically like it was the, one of the it, best meals I've had it's a all year. it was easily one of the you best use a
0: wood burning stove and yeah, you make we have the fresh oven. pita and mm-hmm. the, I mean that's the best thing
2: yeah check out check out our uh, Instagram uh, Lebanese Chef is my uh, Instagram you can see all the videos of all the bread balloons Ooh, and we have that's uh, sweet sweet balloon footage fake no, Santa Monica's, uh at Instagram as well you can see a lot of the stuff that we do in the community we have lots of really cool stuff we're doing uh, yeah. an oyster shucking competition oh, in October what? For, what? Uh, uh, for the the uh, off the hook uh seafood wait, festival
1: who's who is it like oh i, I love, love oysters uh, yeah it's all
2: well it's usually wait what's your personal record is it uh, per minute i can do i can do uh, 18 perfect oysters in about a minute and what? 3 seconds
1: that's insane! What? I can't do that. Oh, we're going
2: to this. This is this we're doing a, a live. This is another episode. This is another episode. Oh is another live episode. Oyster live we should on location, do, Oyster shucking. We should do an. We should do an oyster episode because oysters, I think, are some of the most fascinating.
0: My things favorite, that we favorite. They're one of my favorite things. Absolutely. They,
1: they actually legitimately are. I think anytime Carl goes to a farmer's market, he I'm abs- always gets I'm obsessed oysters. With oysters. Yes. We're,
0: yeah. we're, we're gonna bring you back. We're gonna do the oyster app. Let's do it. Uh, Youssef, thanks so much, man. Thanks so much, man. Thanks for having me. All thanks right. for listening, guys. Uh, you can get at us on instagram at, at yap pod that's y-a-p-p-o-d i also just created a gmail account it's um yap four twenty sixty nine at gmail.com <laughs> is it really that's our real email address now
1: it's you you finally opened the suggestion I, box I, I that i've been writing all the suggestions in. so
0: hit us up yap four twenty sixty nine gmail we'll read some uh listener stuff on air in the in the coming weeks thanks for listening guys and uh, we'll be back next week